everyone. Welcome to the Special Needs Sibling Podcast, where we talk about what life is really like as a sibling to someone with special needs. I'm your host, Charlene, and today we have our guest, Anastasia. Hi. <laughs> and a fun fact, um, me and Anastasia met online, uh, virtually, and I don't know, what was it, like two years? Pa- well, pandemic, it was, no, but... it was 2020. It was 2020. Oh, um, it was almost yeah. three years. <laughs> yeah, and it was during, um, I had did a, um, I did a virtual, like, Q&A about Scrum Mastering, um, and you saw that, and you hit me up, and we just, like, connected, and yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we just, yeah, like, we met online, yeah, th- so yeah, I think I saw that, and then we, like, met up, and then we talked for, like, a couple hours and then yes we have been friends ever since been inseparable <laughs> ever since yes i can't yeah. believe it's been that long like when you said it, it was like oh shit it has been that long so yeah it's no, cool that, it's yeah and it's 2023 now because every everything after the pandemic obviously it's like, just time, one time it's just one week illusion. yes exactly it's just one yeah. week <laughs> and, the, and the the best part about this is that we did not know that either of us yes. had a sibling with autism straight up until I made this podcast episode and sent yes. it to you to be like, hey, I have a podcast. And then we came up yeah. and it was like, it was so crazy. It was wild um, for sure. For sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's so, so obviously we have like lots to talk about in that department, but like, we'll yes. start with, um, if you could lay out your family structure and obviously you don't have to give names and stuff if you don't um, want to, but if you could get the structure in terms of like the birth order, um, and who yeah. has the disability in your family? Absolutely. So I am first, I'm the oldest. Um, then I have my sister. Um, she is the middle child. Um, and we are about six years apart from each other. And then there's my baby brother. He is the youngest. Um, and he is eight years younger than me and he is the one that has autism. So, yeah. Cool. I'm also the oldest, so nice. we have we have lots to share. Wonder twins just, activate. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's great. We have we have lots to share in that department. Okay, so yes. and then, so my sister's also she she's also um, on the autism spectrum. So if you can describe your brother's like, kind of like is he like higher or lower functioning? His personality, any quirks, or just like fun facts about your brother that you that you would like to share with everybody for fun? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he is. Um, on the scale, when I think about high functioning, I usually equate um, nonverbal kind of going in there. He is verbal. Um, the the speech is there is a delay with the speech and communication. Um, so I guess it's like you know a mid to high, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. In in regards to like you know I'm not I guess I'm not giving like that that straight medical term. Um, he essentially. When we think about it from like just like a mental aspect, he's typically like I want to say delayed a few. So right now um, he is going to be 28. But from like the overall mindset perspective, um, I would say that he would be um, a young man of the age of like 20, 21. Um, And so when you would think about things that you're interested in and just thoughts and and what the highlights are definitely um a younger 20s type of um mentality and he's always kind of had so when he was like 18 um even though he was considered an adult um he very much so was on like um the mental capacity of someone that was like 15 16 years old all the way down to his interests of tv shows friends um he tend to gravitate towards uh children that were uh 16 15 years old 
which when he turned 18, that was um, a big thing that we were trying to figure out what was the best way to handle that. Because obviously it goes out saying, if you're a parent of someone who's 15, 14 years old, and there's this 18, 19 year old boy that's calling for them, boy or girl, it's like, yeah. whoa, it's like, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, yeah. no, 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 he's good. He's, he's safe. He's just, it's harmless. So yeah, um, a lot of his, um, currently his friends are much significantly younger than him. Um, so yeah. Um, he is, to me, he's amazing. So I, I'm clearly yeah, biased. Awesome. Yes. But, um, <laughs> he, one of the things that was really big for him is, um, he does repetition of phrases. So, um, typically what happened for like, if he has a subject matter fixated in the front of his brain, even though we might've had that discussion or might've had that phrase already be stated, he will state it again. So like, he will say, like, you know, um, you know, I'm going to be married and I'm going to have children. And he tells you specifically how many children he's going to have. Four children, two girls, two boys. These are their names. And we'll have that conversation. It's like, oh, that's great. And then, like, 30 minutes later, we're having that same conversation again. Mm -hmm. um, and this is kind of, like, the interest point of anything. Um, when, you know, we were younger, there was a TV show. Do you remember when this scene happened? Da 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 da. Like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, this was funny. We laugh about it, and then you know you come back like an hour later. Like, hey, do you remember? like as if it was a fresh conversation? Yes. And stuff. So yeah. And so, um, in our home, I think that uh, my sister and myself really were raised to kind of like um, foster or shelter that, where it's like not annoying. In other words, so when we. Yeah. Have we had outside friends come over and he would have this dialogue and then come back and have the dialogue again. Like, you know, I remember one time I had a friend when I was in high school that came over and he, you know, he was like, he was like, Hey dude, we just talked about this. And I wanted to punch him. I was like, do not do that. <laughs> do not do that to him. Like, it's okay. If we just talked about it, we're going to talk about it again. So I think that like we kind of in our home, there was a lot of, quirks that people call them we made that normal and so we didn't really I guess um realize how it wasn't that normal or was just out of the norm until we started like until we were interacting with friends outside of our home um and so yeah um I know that um another thing that he was really big on was um movies we used to call him a walking IMDB Oh, nice. Yeah. Because literally, like, and he's still, he's, like, now that he's gotten older, he still has that same, like, technique, but he's, like, gravitated towards other, like, main topics. He's really into hair now. He's been into hair for a while, so you can ask him anything about hair products for any type of hair, and he'll tell you how to do it. He, oh, wow. Yes. He, that's, that's very convenient. Yes, it is. It is. He's actually gone through the process of making... Um, his own different hair products to help his hair grow. And he just literally experiments with different oils that he reads about. And he, oh, that's like, so yeah. cool. Yeah, so he, he has this thing where if he likes a subject matter, he typically will, I don't want, I hate to say fixate on it because we've always tried to pull away from certain verbiages when we refer to him. Just because yeah. in our house, it was kind of like a negative, you know, yes. but the reality is it was a fixation. And um, so when we were younger and we were children, um, you know, it was movies and specifically like Disney because we were a big Disney family. Um, mm. But it was really honestly any movies like he 
to this day enjoys to like, you know, he gets dropped off at the movie theaters and he'll spend hours at the movie theaters um, watching different movies over and over and over. But if you ask him like, hey, you know, I just got through seeing Fast and Furious. He'll be like, oh, Fast and Furious starring um, Vin Diesel and Tyrese. The director was such- Oh yeah, you kind of go like, through literally yes, the whole IMDb. Yes, like yeah, the, exactly. The words, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I know what you were talking about. And, and, like, <laughs> and he does it in a conversational form where it's like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, with such and such and such and such. And did you know that they were um, 25% with Rotten Tomatoes? Like, okay. So when you literally just mid, you can throw something out to him. Or if you say like, hey, who, what, um, do you know like Charlene Theris? What movies is she playing? Oh yeah, Charlene Theris. She uh, won a uh, Globe, like she won an Academy Award in this movie, in this movie. One of her favorite movies that she said is this. So like, even like if there's a certain type of actor or actress that he likes, he will get their entire history, you know? And when he's yeah. you on it, he speaks to you in, in the aspect of like, you just Google something and he's giving you the search results. Yeah, but like in a friendly way instead of yes. just like, yeah, but which is cool because you can keep asking him questions and he'll be like, oh yeah, and then like, yes. here's yes. some more info. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So it's, it's actually, it's it's a really cool, uh, really cool trait that he has, but yeah, that's, that's his thing is, yeah. Nice. So, yeah, the, I can relate to the the repetition part. So my sister's mm -hmm. nonverbal for the most part. She can like use a couple of words here and there, but like for the most part, I would say she's nonverbal. Like she couldn't communicate to you like a full sentence or what she needs to do okay. or anything like that. And so, but it's interesting because instead of like where I think in an instance where your brother would like watch a movie and then ask you about a scene, what my sister would do was just rewind everything. Okay. She would like watch a movie or a show or whatever, and then she would rewind it and then watch the scene mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Or like she has this, um, well, not anymore. She used to have this whole like drawer in her dresser, like with DVDs. So they're like, you know, like five, six deep or like tall. Yeah. And like maybe like, I don't know, at least eight stacks wide. And then, but she would only watch like five movies. Right. But she had like the whole Disney collection in there because we also, we just watched. So between, we had a lot of Disney, but a lot of Veggie Tales. Those were like the two nice. like dominant DVDs that lived in our household. So she would always just pick the same five DVDs, but like she wouldn't need to watch it. Like she knew where every cue was of mm -hmm. every song, every line, everything, but like she wouldn't be able to like talk about it, but she would know. Yes. In her nonverbal way of like being able to repeat all of that. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so the way that I kind of envision the podcast happening as a general statement is um, us just kind of talking about like whatever topic comes to mind. Because obviously, like each of us have our own story and version of our life of what happened and our different relationship dynamics and things like that. So, Right. Um, are there any topics in particular that you wanted to like bring up or start with first? Well, I will Otherwise tell you, we can just jump into it. Oh yeah. I will tell you one of the things that I really appreciated when we had like our initial conversation, um, when we both discovered that we had, um, siblings that were autistic is that we both had the same narrative in regards to like controlling the environment and like scoping mm -hmm. out the scene. Yep. And it's funny because a lot of times, I guess, when you are in, um, when you're in your world, 
of trying to protect your said sibling. You just assume that you're the only person that's going through this or has ever gone through this or ever mm -hmm. taken this approach. And so having that conversation with you really was awesome for me because it, it gave, it made me feel, I guess, normal. If that makes sense. Where yes. was, oh, okay. Okay. So this wasn't the only thing, like I wasn't the only person who came up with this master idea. Um, yeah, you know, it was, oh God, when we were very young, um, when we were younger, he wasn't as verbal as he was now. And, um, usually restaurants and, uh, going to the mall. So, you know, back then going to the mall to look for Easter outfits or first day outfits or anything, any special outfits, typically it was my responsibility to make sure that I was with my brother at all times, knew what was going on. Oh, okay. So yeah, so that was my role that I played. Um, and a lot of that attests to being the oldest. And honestly, my sister and my brother are like 18 months apart from each other. So when they were younger, like she was already young. So it wasn't like she could really participate or help with the Oh yeah, she can't yeah. help you because she's like, they're the same age. So yes. like, you're really watching exactly. two of them instead. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So for me, that was, um, yeah. Um, I think that being in that environment of having to control the, the, the scene and the, the situation and, and trying to know what his next move was before he actually made it really trickled down into my adult life of how mm. I feel. I don't technically feel like if I don't have control of the room, the environment, like even to restaurants, I will like if it's a new restaurant that I'm not familiar with, the area I scope out the area. I do Google Maps to see what the parking looks like with the street. Oh yeah, yeah. You go, you do the street view, and it, like you oh, do the 360, and you look at the menu, and like at the the ambiance. Yes, and then I I have to go. I have to be able to see if there's not any pictures of the inside of the restaurant. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go because I don't like just popping into a situation and assuming it's safe. And I don't even know why, because it's like, it's, it's, it's an Italian restaurant. What could happen? You know? Right, but, right, right. But yeah, I, um, I still very much so, um, still like implied, like that is what is my life. And, you know, I think that one of the things that I've been doing throughout the years with therapy is trying to kind of break that because, mm -hmm. It's um, from like, you know, my therapist talks about it being a trauma response, you know, you being that fear of something happening to my brother in my care is trickled down all the way to like, if I don't control the environment, then anything could happen and it would yep. fall back on me. I, so. I feel all that. I feel all the same. Yeah. I, I'm also talking to my therapist about that too. Yeah. Almost not verbatim, but pretty, we're pretty much in the same ballpark. And it's, I remember it was crazy because we were both. We were both talking about the restaurants mm -hmm. and it was crazy because like like the fact that like our siblings are they're different people like like mm -hmm. you and me are different people but at the end of the day like our stories were there's they were so Very lined up similar. about like how what you do before you get there what you do when mm -hmm. you get there when you're inside like it was crazy mm -hmm. how the level of like amount of exit signs and where to sit and like what kind of food there was and like how loud yeah. it is and, like all of these things i was like that's crazy yeah. that like like, I I knew that like other families would have the issues, but yeah, it's just crazy when you talk to someone. You're like, oh, like you know exactly. Oh yeah, literally what I'm talking about. Yeah, you literally yeah. understand what I'm saying. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was um, you know, I think that with being older siblings, um, 
there is a level of responsibility that we still hold, even though now we're not physically even living with our said siblings anymore. Yeah, yeah, we're both not with them right now. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, you know, it's crazy because I just, you know, I think about um, some of the things that's hard for me even now from like a control aspect since I have moved away from him, now I'm five hours away from him driving wise. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first moved away from him, the anxiety that I felt because I was just like, oh my gosh, what if this happens? Like my little sister doesn't even know what to do if yeah. he's this. And like yeah. my dad is like, not even, yeah, and my mom is so, you know, I'm thinking about how everyone was going to have to take the role of what I played. And I feel like none of them could actually do that properly. Yes. So it was like, it was a big thing. And I think that that just really came down to, you know, I started off, I would talk to him all the time when I was away and just like, you know, seeing him. And then through now it's been 18 years since we have li- lived together. Mm-hmm. And I think that I, I feel peace because I'm physically able to see his growth, you know, um, he isn't, um, he still hasn't unfortunately lived independently. So he is still living with my parents, but he has tried in his own way to create an independent, uh, life within like the dynamics of my family. Um, and so, yeah, you know, um, I think it goes what I was saying that just like the nurturer in me of my little brother, cause I am like definitely my brother's keeper. I wish a lot that we could reverse roles in regards to like, I have autism and he doesn't. So oh like, yeah. Well, experience that well we won't for sure hit that out. Let me touch yeah. on the, the like the moving away thing. They will for sure hit the feelings stuff. Cause we yes. have lots, we have lots. Yeah, of we have a lot about that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, but yeah, but so my sister, so what's interesting is like when I moved out, so when I got married and moved out, I was probably only like, 20 minutes away from her okay. but what was interesting was like I I don't think I had as many concerns like oh like oh I'm not there to like protect her or parent her the way that I think she'd be parent. what I had issues with was like every time I saw her like after I moved out was hard because it was like wait but like you could have prevented that had you just done these things and it was like yes. having to watch it from afar like whatever choices my parents had made or her whoever was taking care of her i'm like wait but now i have to watch and i can't Mm -hmm. do anything Mm -hmm. and even if i did it would only be like for today like it wouldn't i wouldn't get to like fix or reverse anything right like i can only fix it for an hour you were speaking my language yeah (laughs) i i think that for me and still honestly to this day geez um going home spending time with him and listening to him talk about different things and me saying, well, why didn't they do this already? Like if I was here, this would have yep. been done. Yep. Like, why? <laughs> and like, I'll just be talking around like, wait, you mean to tell me they didn't do this? You mean sis didn't do X, Y, Z? And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So now yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, okay, you know, I, I'm not trying to be controlling, but I promise you, you guys would just let me do this, you know? And so yeah. that is really, um, that was a big thing for me. But also, too, is that I, um, and I don't know, like, I don't know what it's really called, and I haven't had an opportunity to really go that deep with my therapist on it, but mm-hmm. I have this 
um, this complex or this mental thought that is strong in my head that if I, in fact, was either one still living in the same city as him or if I brought him with me to New Orleans, then I know for a fact that progression-wise in my brain, he would be more independent because I would... I have literally, like, I would get him the tools. I would get him in the mm-hmm. environment, and, and I would get him with the people. And I feel like, you know, sometimes when I see different um, programs that they have available for, you know, people that have disabilities um, and just, like, teaching them social skills and stuff like that, like, I was like, oh, I would have totally got him in that program, you know? So mm-hmm. I struggle with that a lot of, like, if I had that control, almost as if he was my child. Like, if I was yeah. in the custody back of my child, then my child would be here and not there. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, yeah that's a big thing that I, I still heavily struggle with. Um yeah. I'm older, I think that it weighs heavy on me because he's going to be getting 30. And, like, for I guess that looks different for him versus what it looked like for me and even for my sister. But um, for me, I always feel like he should be so farther ahead. He should be more independent. Like, I feel like he has... Mm-hmm. But my parents do a very, very good job of kind of like, next, I don't want to say put like a leash on him, but there's only so far he can go in his independence before it's like, well, no, baby, that's too much. Don't, like, you know, yeah, there is a limit to, yeah. yeah, there is a limit. Like, if it was me, it would be like, well, okay, if you want to try it, go ahead, I support you, but I don't know, I think you're going to fall on your ass, but I'll be here when you're there. Like, they don't give yeah. him that same opportunity. You know, I think that, We've always kind of like kept him in this bubble wrap. We don't want him to get hurt. We don't want, you know what I'm saying? It's all oh, these yeah, things. like it's it's the laser protection of the house that is then yes. the six foot bubble literally around him, like a hamster ball, but that like yeah. <laughs> protects yeah. him. Yeah. No, yeah, because even for my sister, like I think one of the things that like that it's 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 been good now, but obviously we've there's a lot of like personal work to get to this point, right? Is being oh, able to say like, "Hey, like, I am able, despite all the grievances I have about other things and decisions mm-hmm. that have been made. Like, at the end of the day, like, she is happier, like than she was. Yes. And there's a certain level of like, she just needs that space from everyone. Like, even if she was with me, she it's would still be like, yeah, there would still be something that was missing. But but mm-hmm. right now, she's on her. I mean, she's living in a community housing situation, so my parents are there significantly less. Uh, okay. But they're still there, like, once a week kind of situation. But Oh, nice. I yeah. Can, I can tell that, like, she enjoys her space, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, like, that makes sense. So, so that's yeah. just been a lot of... Which is... It's so hard, just... Because it's, like, older sibling, but you're, like, the parent, because then you have the parent, your own parents, you have the parent, your sibling, and then, like, oh, the disability yeah. stuff, and then there's, like... And then we can transition to, like, the whole, like, the guilt part of it, right? And the, oh, the amount of... And we talked about this for a long time when we were talking about, like, before we were recording. is like, there's literally, like, there's nothing I would not give for her to have the life that I would want her to have. Or even if I... So because her, my sister's nonverbal, if I could give anything to talk to her for, like, one hour, there's yeah. literally nothing. Like, I would just die. That's afterwards it. yeah like, I, I, I repeat i repeat yeah there, there's yes. nothing i would not give because it's just it doesn't and, and it's crazy because it's like for for us as like when i talk to other siblings about like everyone's like on the same page right but when you yes. but but outside this circle like 
people don't get it. People don't no. understand the level of feelings. Oh no, yes. <laughs> and and even people who have siblings, like it's it, it is not to say that like oh like I love my brother more than versus someone who doesn't love like versus someone who has a brother that is not you know with special needs. I think it's just like watching someone's. Um, I guess you could say lack of progress in society that is considered normal or deemed normal and you wanting that for them. Even though it's like normalcy is not all what it's cracked up to be as an adult. I just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just being honest, I mean, jeez, yeah. like, oh my gosh, uh, you know, and stuff. But, um, oh God, yes. So mine is definitely um, the the marriage relationship part for him. Mm -hmm. um to the point where i used to like when i was younger in my younger 20s i oh my god i used to like stay up at night crying myself to sleep about it like i would just i would literally give anything the idea of like because he wants to be married so badly you know that idea of him finally getting that would just been like oh my god it it was like you said I, i can die i'm good now and i remember um the first time that it really just weighed on me to a point where I was almost just like, it was just a lot for me mentally where I was like really breaking down was um, years ago when I was younger, I, uh, my younger twenties, I got engaged. And when I got engaged during that time, the whole process of being engaged was so effortless in my brain. Like it was just like, you know, the guy asked, I said, yes, here we are. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's going to go through, like, the checklist of, like, bang, yeah, bang, bang, get yeah. married, like, like, happily ever like, after. Whatever, yeah. yeah. And I remember my brother at this time, I was, uh, my brother was in, I think he might have been in, like, eighth grade, because I was, like, I had moved out. I think I was about 20, so he was, like, eighth grade. And I remember him saying to me, Oh my God. He's like, you're just so lucky. He was like, I can't wait one day when I turn 18, I'm going to find my wife. And I'm going to like, he had this whole vision set up where it's like the age and like everything was a timeline. Uh, and I just felt like if I can like give up this moment and let him and reverse it where he can have this. Oh God. Yes. He was more as romanticized and in love with the idea of engagement than I was. And I was the one that was engaged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like living vicariously through you, but still watching it like for real. Absolutely. And I remember like I was just like, God, this is love, you know what I'm saying? And so I think that um, you know, fast forward many years later, and now, like even the relationship that I am in now, I've been in the relationship for twelve years. Mm -hmm. And I noticed throughout those years, like, you know, he's always like, I just love what you guys have. And he would tell me, he was like, you know, I am going to find me a partner just like you did. And I was just like, yes, you are. I really want you to. Like, so badly. Like, like, look, uh, I'll give up my relationship just so, so that those yeah. juices can go to you. Yeah, like, I, you can have it. Yeah. You know, because the way I feel at this point, like, I'm 36. And I literally would say, like, if there was a genie that said, okay, I will give your brother the opportunity to have a wife and to have the children and to be able to play out that vision that he has. In return, you are no longer able to have a romantic or intimate relationship with anyone. Oh yeah, forever, Do- right? Yeah. Forever. And I'm but like, like yes, of course. where do I sign? Where do I sign? Like, yes, what, where do I like, sign? Who cares? Yes, yeah. because in my mind, I think of it from like an experience standpoint because it's like, now obviously, 
I, you know, would never want to, like, it's, it does, it's a sad aspect of the idea of never being able to be in a loving situation with someone ever again. But at the same time, in my mind, I'm like, oh, girl, you've had, like, what, 20 years yeah, of to weird, experience of, all of the stuff. Yes, like, the highs and lows of relationships. You yeah. know what love, you've been loved. You know what that feels like. You know the joy of that. So, yes, I, it goes without saying, it's a no-brainer. Okay, let's what I sign. So yeah. Yeah, I know. I I would have those like conversations like in the car. So like if my parents were ever going like on long drives like with us in the car, I would stare out the window and I would just like, for yeah, I would just have these like okay, if I could talk to her for an hour, if she could have my life, if she like like just be all these like statistical variations of things that she didn't have that she could, but it's like. Right. And even now, right, even now as she's gotten, like, she's made a lot of progress and she's able to communicate just ideas and I can tell she's enjoying her life, but, like, it doesn't change, like, those feelings still don't go away. Like, all those feelings, like, if, she, like, like the other, not the other day, but, like, more recently than, like, you know, when we're talking about, you know, like, 20 plus years ago. Of course. So, like, more recently, I was interacting with her and it was, like, the emotions are, like, so real. Right, like, like the level of, and not to say that they don't, they're not real feelings before, but it's just like, I already have my own feelings, right? Mm-hmm, she has mm-hmm. her own feelings, but now, but because she can't talk, it's like, and right, and now she's able to give eye contact. Like, right, I spent the better of my childhood not being able to like look her in the eye, and it, which was so yeah. sad because it's like, even though I was like playing catch with her, she can't look at me, right? Because she just, right, it's overstimulation and all that stuff. But now it's crazy because like. She can look at me like in the eyes directly, and I can mm-hmm. I can see all of it. And I'm like, I don't, what what I want to fix it, but I yes. can't, right? And that that's something I have to work through. That's something like, but from I forgot what you said earlier, but it's something that I was also like working with my therapist on, right? Which is like, like in this situation, like other other adults are gonna make their own choices, and as much yes. as I disapprove of them, even when it comes to my sister, like I can't it's not my place like she's an adult my parents are adults i'm an adult like yeah i just have to sit there and i just kind of yeah you literally like you just have to literally watch this play out when you know like i I can can i give you the director's commentary can i at least like maybe give you guys a sidebar or maybe what we could do differently to make this a masterpiece but okay like like, like, let me take a screenshot circle all the all the things that are missing put yes. arrows and then like reshoot the whole thing or something yes. like yeah, yeah i think crazy. that when you think about it honestly it really kind of goes down to we were um as children you know you and i both were put in a position to when we control the environment for our siblings we were put in a um an adult decision at a young age and essentially what happened is is that you know you've been living this adult part of your life as a child growing up and now you're like an adult you have you know separated from your said sibling and it's like almost kind of like someone saying okay we don't need you to to be an adult with them anymore and it's like whoa whoa, whoa. (laughs) you literally are like relinquishing my control which should happen in a normal you know um Mm -hmm. order of things but for me, it kind of gives me this, it's almost like an empty nest type situation. I don't know what to do with myself now. Part of my yeah. idea was being the sibling 
of this child that has autism. So when you pull me away from that aspect of where I'm still the sibling of a child or an adult with autism now, but I am not where I'm having to control the situation, take care of them, make sure that they're good before I'm good. It kind of is like almost like you're taking my child away from me. And I'm just like, well, wait a minute, no. And now I'm having to watch people around me take care of my said child in my brain. I'm doing the air quotes. And it's, like, <laughs> and it's just like, I'm like, well, that's not how you do it. That Like, he doesn't even like that. Like, I will, I, yeah. I will be on the phone with my mother, I kid you not, and she will tell my brother something. And I'll be like, ma, he doesn't even like that. And I'm thinking, <laughs> well, if you had raised him, then you would have known it. But it's like, and she yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. But like, but you know, there's that certain level of like ownership where I'm like, no, this is my baby and you're doing him wrong. Like, what are we doing? Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's so crazy. Cause it's just, and it's, and it's, and it's insane. Cause it's just like, like, I just, there was a certain point where I'm like, man, I have all these things and I was like, so, and I mean, I'm still upset about it, but just like overall, but it's just like, but I remember when we started talking about, I'm like, oh, like, mm-hmm. this is not just my problem. Yeah. <laughs> It made me feel so much better because, because it's just like the level of, the level of like how I show up now mm-hmm. in my adult life is so impacted by oh, how yeah. I function, and, and it's something that I couldn't, I couldn't connect that for a long time, and it was just mm-hmm. like the first year I got married was a struggle because it was just like I had gone from living with my sister with my parents, right, right? like in that kind of like what we we're talking about earlier, like growing up with this controlling mm-hmm. things, understanding things, knowing her situation, know how to read the room, blah, 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 right? right? Into a situation where now, like, now living with this other person who doesn't need me to function like that, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like, that's a very different situation. Like, yes. the parts yeah. of my brain that were active, actively uh-huh. like, searching for solutions and whatever, like, it's like, oh, you don't need yeah. that, like, but it's like, yeah. It's very uh, distressing because it's so different. Oh, it's like, so different. Now that it's like so we're not with them at all, yes. it's like, what do I do? <laughs> You're right. That's what I'm saying. And that's why I totally like that's You know, when I think about the whole emptiness syndrome of how parents are when their children leave and they don't know what to do with their life because their life is centered around taking care of that said child. It's the same situation. And, you know, it's crazy because what essentially ended up happening was is that uh, a big part of my personality was literally taking care of someone, caring for someone, Mm -hmm. making sure that person eats. They have a particular way that they like to eat, making Mm -hmm. sure, understanding that way, making sure that happens. And so what I ended up doing instead of kind of like, I guess, um, I don't want to say like kind of like healing that part of my personality <laughs> that is dysfunctional. I know but what I you just, mean though. There's yes, no way, good I, way to put it. I understand. Yeah, <laughs> I, I essentially just like resulted that into the people around me. So I had before um, before I started living with my partner, I had roommates. So I was like, because they used to joke around and call me the den mother, you know, well after college because it was like, I'm making sure everybody eats. Hey, you're sick. Don't worry about it. Stay in bed. Let me get you some tea. Let me make you some soup. I will feed you the soup. Like to the point where I'm like, like, I remember having, um, I remember having an ex and my ex told me, he was like, one thing for sure, if I got sick or if I like lost my leg, I would never have to wonder 
who I would probably call to take care of me because I know you would ensure that I was taken care of properly. And that is like, you know, people say, oh, that's such a good quality. But it's like, oh, I don't know if it's a good quality. Oh, that's so interesting, though. Like, I'm thinking about, like, yeah, like how, well, what, so, and for me, it's interesting because, like, I may, I may or may not be that person, but it's interesting how I expect other people to show up like that for me. Ah, yes. Like, okay, I say, so, yeah, yeah, so I, yeah. I, I, I'm like, if I'm going to be friends with you, like, you should, like, I should be able to call you and yes. you pick up. Like, yeah. I like I put that on other people because I'm like, I already did that. Like, I, I can show up like that for you. Like, you need to do that in return. Yes. Yeah. So that's like, look, look, so I put, as I put my therapist hat on. So that's kind of like <laughs> that thing where, like, even with, like, you know, in regards to, like, the whole, the parenting syndrome where, like, your parent takes care of you for the first 18 years. And sometimes the parent has this thought of like, once you turn 18 or once you're an adult, I should say, they're like, okay, it's time for you to take care of me. And that parent completely results in like, you know, they go, they turn into like, oh my God, you should be like, I should be the center of like you taking care of me. I noticed that a lot. Um, I, I noticed that with my cousin and my aunt where once my cousin like, you know, moved out, became an adult, my aunt was kind of like, okay, now it's time for you to bring me groceries. Now it's time for mm. you to like, you know, oh, I'm hungry. Can you bring me something? Like doing that whole thing because it's like, I took care of you. I was the, like, I'm tired now. Now I want somebody to take care of me. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay. Well, I don't think that's how that works. But <laughs> like, So yes, it's, uh, oh God. I, you know, I, honestly, the best way to describe it, in my opinion, all of it is a mind fuck. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, it's like, oh it's my gosh. my mantle somewhere. And yes. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like, oh my God. So yeah, it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's like this, it's this beautiful dysfunction um, where you have made it work for your environment because you've been doing it for so long. You've been tweaking it throughout the years and you know that this is right and this is wrong and this works and this doesn't work. And then when you kind of like go out on your own, you still have that same blueprint of how you should operate with people or operate in life, operating with scenarios. Um, and it's really a matter of how do I kind of unlearn some of these things? Because the reality is I no longer have to be responsible for my sibling in that aspect, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's it's crazy because and I'm still learning it. Oh God, like I said, it's oh, been every day. Yeah, every it's, day. It's been eight <laughs> by hour, years. by hour, yes. <laughs> by minute. Yeah. Because it's like you know, and I think you know, it's, it's it's crazy because when it comes to my brother, there's typically one or two main thoughts that come to my head or feelings I have. One of like you know, what is it that I can be doing in my adult life? to get him to where he needs to be more independent. So mm -hmm. like, is there an independent living facility that I need to look into? If so, okay, how much does that cost? How can I get that started? How can I have that conversation with my parents that we need to make this transition? Like I'm, I'm always thinking about how to make his life more productive and more better. And I think a part of that comes from the fear of, I think my biggest fear, and I know for a fact, I don't have to say thing, I know that my biggest fear is that we will all die. And my brother will just be here alone. So at this yeah. point, we're even yes. older. Like, you know, my parents, 
My parents have died because of old age. You know, I'm the oldest, so obviously, like, I'm coming next. And then my sister, because she just doesn't take care of herself. So, you know, and it's just like, well, you know, well, and having that. Well, and it's real because, I mean, I haven't had that thought in a long time. But I feel it because it's just like there was this, I forgot, like, when we, when we had to do conservatorship for my sister when she turned 18, I remember, like, mm-hmm. my parents were, like, we were talking about it. And so it's this thing where, like, Okay, like obviously, like she should outlive them. Like that is that is the hope. Yeah, right? that's the order. And yeah, the order of life. It makes sense. And so it's like, okay, then there's me and her, right? But if if I don't, and I'm not close with my cousins, my cousins aren't close with my sister. So I'm like, okay, that's out of the picture, right? So it has right. to be. It's this thing where, like, okay, it has to be people that I trust that know her that mm-hmm. I would entrust in that situation. It's like, who is that gonna be? Yes. Right. And at that point, obviously, like I wasn't married. Whatever. I was like, you know, I I, yeah. I was would have been twenty, right? So it's yeah. like, who, who, do, who do you trust to do that? It's like nobody, right? Because it's just no. like you don't. It's so hard when it's like, who do you count on? It's like you you have no you have yourself, and you know you can depend on that. It's like, mm-hmm. but there's so much like, lots of trust exercises that have to be dealt with now. As oh, like, so crazy. God, yes, yeah. yes. The trust thing is a big thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. And, you know, just thinking about it, I I still like mentally struggle with it. I have the one thing that I have been able to, I guess, ensure is that when I pass away or when my parents pass away, um, I have it set up for all three of us where there's enough money for it, like as far as insurance wise, that he even if he needed to have. Uh, like you know assistant living or care or something Mm -hmm. like he would be able to have that paid for and he would be taken care of in that way um i think for me the the biggest thing that i want to do now now that we're getting older obviously it goes without saying and just life is life you know Mm -hmm. these last you know last three years with covid kind of taught you they're like yeah you think you're gonna be here for a long time but you actually might not you know you don't know like, yeah, you, you do. Not, you have no you idea really, what's gonna happen. You really do not know. And so, what I learned from that was that okay, well, let me start like looking into actual solid plans and getting it in writing, because that's the biggest thing. You know what I'm saying? I would much rather be already dead and gone, and then you look at my will and you see that I have it already laid out where he is going to live here, and this will be taken, and you have a monthly yeah. allotment. And you know what I'm saying? It would definitely be set up as a monthly allowance type of thing to also ensure that someone's not taking advantage of him. You know, yes. like I die and now all of a sudden you got married to this random woman that's so in love with you. And oh, now no. you have like, yeah. this all these things. I will come back from the dead and haunt her for life. Oh, yeah. I, will, I, I just want you to know that. Like, you know, so if, if, if my brother's future wife is listening, if you're not good to her, I will haunt you. I will find you and I will haunt you even in my dead life. So. <laughs> Forever, through yes, the forever. Just, there will never, yeah, there will never be an end. Yeah, I am, I am your purgatory. Just know <laughs> that, okay? So you know, yeah, but no, for sure. I think that um, what it does is it really taught me um, just that responsibility of what it looks like to fully make sure that someone's taken care of even after you're gone. And I think mm. that um, that's something that in my friend group. Because, like, you know, outside of you, I don't have any other friends that have siblings with special needs. So I didn't even think about that. Like, I remember having a conversation with one of my coworkers, and I was telling them, I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, and she's 40. 
And we were talking. I was like, yeah, you know, I've got my, like, you know, life insurance, you know, the policy and all yeah, this all stuff Yeah, all the regular, up. regular people yeah. things. Like, right. Yeah. And, I was, and I was like, yeah, and I was like, I'm, I'm in the process now of trying to really get my will together to make sure because a large portion of my insurance is going to go to my brother. Mm-hmm. And she was like, why? And it was like, it was this weird foreign thing. Oh, like, and I was, my, my heart just like stopped. Like, I don't even like, oh, I feel all of it. And That's I was just terrible. like, uh, because he's fucking amazing and he deserves everything that I give him. But I was like, you know, just leave. Yes, 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 yes. We're not friends anymore. Oh my gosh. Oh, and I was like, you know, at the time, I was like, well, you know, I was like, you know, my brother has autism and, you know, I just want to make sure I would, I feel like, you know, I would rest well in my dead life knowing that he for sure is taken care of. And she's like, oh, wow. She was like, I don't think I would ever do that for any of my siblings. I was like, well, yes, but you're horrible. (laughs) And I'm a goddamn saint. So here we are. I don't even know what to tell you, you know? So yeah. Yeah, it's so different. Yeah, because it was crazy because I remember, I remember when my parents first like set up like, like their living will stuff, which like we'll talk offline later about all this, but like. I remember what they would tell so I, I know how their stuff is constructed, I know how it works with my sister and all the whole thing. And it's crazy because like I was at work and this was probably when I was like, I don't know, somewhere before the age of twenty five, somewhere between twenty one and twenty five, I was like having lunch with these people and it was right. like one of those like lunch and learn situations where it's like you know just a random yeah. set of people with like a VP of some department and you just talk mm-hmm. about whatever, right? And mm-hmm. for some reason they're talking about wills. And it's crazy because I'm like, I can contribute more to this conversation than I should be at my age. But like, there's people yeah. there who's just like, they're like, oh, you have that. Like, there's like, you know about them. Like, yeah, I didn't tell them why, but I'm just like, why, why am I at my age having this conversation with people who are like at least 20 years older than I am? And I'm like, this is right. not, it's not yes. right. Like, it's not, it's not, yes. I should be talking not about those things. Yes. They, they, or just even the fact that, you're well versed on it at that age. Yeah. So it's like a matter oh, of like, true. yeah, like, and you know, it, I think, you know, obviously like there's a certain level of it, of being able to have that conversation, but the fact that you can have the conversation and you understand what they're saying, they understand what you're saying. And it's like, Oh my God, I am not 52. And it's just <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it's, I, like it's, it's so crazy how like, cause we had talked earlier about like, you know, we were both put as the oldest, like we're put in these situations where, we're basically like the pseudo parent, right? Because you're parenting Absolutely. your siblings, plus you're trying to like parent your parents to teach mm-hmm. them about stuff that they don't get, mm-hmm. right? But it's like at the same time, then when we get released from that, like, well, what happened to our ch- like? What happened to me just like running around and playing all day, like staying yes. up and having sleepovers and watching cartoons in the middle of the night? Like, there's all that's yeah. like gone, and now it's like mm-hmm. this weird space where it's like, okay, as an adult now, I need I need that because. Yeah. I got taken away, but like, I have to do all the adult things, like pay bills and buy houses yes, and like, yes. like you know, shower and like eat and like. And make sure that like, I mean, just like crazy stuff. Like, you know, I know this sounds crazy. One of the hardest things for me is trash day. <laughs> I'm just like remembering the trash day and having the garbage can pulled to the front and ensuring that happens is like it's almost like I am I'm back to being four years old trying to tie my shoes. Like, why yeah, is this concept yeah. so foreign to me? And it's uh, just like, ah, uh, no, oh no, I don't know. I, I had that problem with making lunch. I can I do trash, but 
but yeah, like, like making, cause, cause yeah. So my work schedule is such that like, I basically prep all my lunch for work at once. So I just have it ready to go like in containers and stuff. But right. like every week without fail, I'm just like, I'm, di- I'm distraught that I have to make it. And even yes. though we have all the food and all the things and I know and I can do it, it's just not, I, I don't. It's a struggle. Like I just, it's a struggle. I, I the struggle is real. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. What I find interesting the most about that, you know, having responsibility, like having, like you said, like being that pseudo parent, mm-hmm. is that you know a part of me was also a parent to my sister as well. You know, just from yeah. just being the oldest, and but there's nothing in me. Like, but as now that we've gotten a, as an adult, right? There's a part of me that almost kind of like when we talk about that whole reversal parent thing. A part of mm-hmm. me is like that wants her to like look out for me and take care of me yeah. and like do that. But I hold that expectation to my brother never. I never, 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 never. Mm-hmm. I just want him to just go out there and be who he wants to be, and that is the best reward for me. But I don't hold my sister to that same standard when it comes to certain things, if that makes sense. Yeah. And um. You know, I think that that might, that's obviously kind of like an unfair thing, but I don't know. It's. Yeah, I was like, I, I think at that point, like, I could give you that. So I'm like, at that point, we should both just talk to our therapist. You know what I mean? Like, there's a certain level of like, like, what what's, what's nice to know is that that struggle is real for like, I'm guessing like most older siblings or siblings that are like in a situation where it's just them, even if they're younger. Oh, yeah. And I think, yeah. And I think that's. The, it's a weird, it's a weird comfort and like it, it's like we can't fix it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's to know that there's other people who feel that pain and like have the same fear of life, right? Oh, and the yeah. same like and all that. I think is a big. It's a community, like being yeah. able. I think one of the greatest things that I really appreciate with you doing with the podcast specifically is you're creating a door for a community that people didn't even know existed. Like I remember Mm. one of the conversations that me and you had offline about it was, is that the hardest thing is that no one really like checks in with us. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been kind of trained as society to put them first because they don't have it as easy as us, which is fair. But at some point just being a human being, you know, you want somebody to check in and be like, hey, you know, Anastasia, you good? Charlene, you good? You know what I'm saying? And and yeah. we didn't really have that. And so that is what I appreciated about, like, you starting the podcast with this topic specifically is because it gives a voice to us. Because we're almost kind of voiceless. And I know that sounds crazy because we're dealing with siblings. Like you said, your, your sister is nonverbal. My brother, like, you think about it from the aspect of, like, no, they're the victims. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, it's, but that's... Yeah. We exist, too, guys. Like, yes. Look at yes. us. Yeah. Yes. And I think that was, um, you know, when you think about, like, just simple things, I remember that when I was a child, we were kids, and there was a scenario. I'm trying to think. I can't remember specifically what happened. I can't remember if I was had like, a recital or something, but there was something that going on that... You know, some event, event of some yes, sort, right? Where, where I guess essentially, you know, from that perspective, I should have been the one that was celebrated during that, that entire time, mm, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, my brother kind of had like an episode, and then it's like my pivotal moment is not happening, and now we're all yeah. focused on my brother, 
which should be, you know, which is fine. But when you look at it, like something, when you go back to that, you're like, but I want it, you know, like you want to, like, I'm still a kid, you yeah. know, and it's still like, eh, and, and oh. even like when it comes to like planning for those things, right? Like when I graduated mm -hmm. college even, right. It's like, okay, like what can I do that my sister can show up to? Mm -hmm. Right, because it's like mm -hmm. you can't just like, hey, let's just all like drive to Disneyland tonight and go. Right, I can't. Mm -hmm. I could have, but like, does it? We don't. It doesn't work that way, right? So yeah, it's it's interesting even when stuff like is about us and it is about us in real time. It's like you your brain still is thinking about your sibling. Yeah. Like, oh shoot! Mm -hmm. Like, are they going to be able to do this and that and whatever? And it's like. You know, and our parents do, I think, do a pretty decent job of, like, trying to, to mitigate that as much as possible. But the problem is, like, you, we, it's not just about, oh, mitigating that one event. It's about, right. like, your whole life, even as an adult, right, and making yeah. it, like, that we matter. Because it's interesting because it's, like, I think siblings, and it's just my, like, hypothesis and personal opinion. We'll find out as I, like, hopefully interview more people that I've, like, not met and things, right, is about, like how much we care about the world and people and have thoughts mm -hmm. and how much of that gets so undermined by everyone. Yes. Right. And some people it's, it's going to happen no matter what, even if we were just regular people, they were going to undermine us anyway. That's just like the workplace. That's like, it sucks. But like, right. there's right. so many other instances where I'm like, you, I matter more than you're making it matter. You know, oh, and it's, God, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I think that it, it makes the it makes the overall of like, hey, this is where I'm at. You know, I like I need you to see me. I think there were a lot of times when um, and I think I, I didn't really experience that in his wholeness until I got into high school. Mm -hmm. And I think that was because I was the first sibling to go to high school. Okay. So there were moments where I was in high school and I had events and I'm like, I need you guys to make it all about me. And yeah. we're like, uh, you know, and it was, oh, of course, there's so many dynamics to play with that. It's not just yeah. like, you know, you having a brother with, you know, special needs, like just life and people don't say like, yeah, there's and, and, and other like, things. Oh, God, yes. And, you know, my mom, like, I think about this as an adult. I'm looking back and I'm like, God, how did this woman do this? Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, and this is what I was like, you know, like, you like, what if they're like, oh my gosh, she had three of us. Why did she do this? Right. So, you know, you, as, as an adult, I think that I appreciate I appreciate the the parental aspect a lot more of like, okay, this is what, you know, they were trying to do this, you're trying to do this or whatever the case may be. Um, but as a kid, oh God, I remember they were like in high school specifically because you get the hormones and you're just like a oh, teenager. Oh yeah, there's puberty, there's just lots oh, of other regular, regular teenagers already yes. going well in society. Like, And I'm just like, my mom sucks. She is dropping <laughs> the ball. And if I was not here, this child wouldn't even eat if I wasn't here. And right. Yeah. No, she, like they like she, that child would have ate. Like, calm down. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah. So yes, yeah. It's 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 a very interesting thing um, when you start to like you're there for different aspects. My mom was there, and my dad was there for my brother only as adults. Oh, okay. I was there. You know, we have a different correlation in perspective because we were both there for our siblings as children, as teenagers as young adults and now as like full blown adults. Yeah. And that's a different, you know what I'm saying? So we have like different 
reference points of the whole entire situation yeah. versus what our parents would ever be able to have because they're coming from a place of adulthood the entire time. You know, so... Oh, yes. right, right. Yeah, and yeah. It, it makes it better and worse at the same time. Like, I think I think it makes it more painful to see it happen, but, like, it makes it more fun from the standpoint of, like, the progression of growth is much more enjoyable, right? Because you get to be like, yes. oh, like, now we can play catch because I tried to play catch with you 15, 20 years ago and I killed it, but there now, you go. now we can, we can do watch it. TV. Yeah, yes. and I think yeah. the reward, the reward payoff is so much better when they've hit like when it clicks it's like okay oh gosh yeah. yes yes yeah that's so good oh god yeah that goes without saying it's no question i remember um when the first time me and my brother ever had um an alcoholic beverage together um <laughs> he was like he was 22 and I remember that joy because I had already experienced that with my younger sister, yeah. you know, and so she was drinking before 21, but, you know, yeah. just, <laughs> but, but like my brother, like he did, like everything was, we specifically made sure everything was by the book for him. And so mm. when he was 22, you know, I came in town, we all went out to eat and I was like, you know, Hey, do you want to, you want a drink? And his drink, his go-to drink is a strawberry margarita. Not my thing. Yeah. Do what you but guys do. But that sounds so fun as a, like, yes. the first drink experience. Yes. I feel like yes. it's, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And so, you know, years later, he doesn't drink, like, ever, hardly, ever. But, like, on special occasions, he'll still, like, ever get a strawberry margarita or a pina colada. And I'm like, oh, oh okay. I love pina yes. colada. So yes. That's the way But that, I remember that first time of us, like, you know, drinking together, and then, like, there was this kind of moment where he just started giggling. And I was like, you feel good? And he was like, yes, Anastasia, I feel good. <laughs> and I just, like, I feel like this is, is this is it. This is what we all have been waiting for. And I yeah. think it was, it was, I felt like it might have been, what I appreciated about it was, that was our normal moment. That was an opportunity mm -hmm. for us to do something that you do. You all, the siblings get together and go have drinks. You know, you see it on the movies. You hear about it. You know, your yeah. friends talk about it. And when I got to experience that with him, there was that level of normalcy that we don't get, that we take for granted, honestly. And yeah. I was so like, it, it just, it was way more sentimental for me than it ever probably, like for him, it was just like, okay, you know, yeah. yeah. But it's still fun. Yeah, no, I think I had that on a smaller scale for me and my sister. Cause like, there was this one day and like the, the short version is basically she ha she had basically invited me to watch her TV show with her. And it was uh -huh. so funny because I had thought she was trying to get me to do other stuff for her. And she great. all she wanted to do was watch TV. So I sat down, I was like, oh, I'm like, this is great. Like, she actually yes. invited me to like what? And I was like, this is amazing. Like, I like, yeah, I, I don't even know if I'm watching the show or just being in awe of the fact that I'm now watching it with her actually watching it. Not the like. <laughs> You know, run laps around the house and do all the things and stemming whatever. Mm -hmm. Right? Like she's mm -hmm. like, we're both just sitting there watching. I'm like, this, this is like, this is golden. Like, you're happy. Yes, like, you're you're having yeah. like that sibling moment, and it's just like, oh shit, this is what it's like all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's 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 a beautiful thing for sure when you're able to experience like um, those little events where it is like I said, stuff that people take for granted all the time. I can't tell you how many times that you know my partner and her brother you know had drinks together or sat down yeah. and watched tv like it's just it's, it's yeah. just yeah it's another thing yeah and so you know being able for us to be able to experience that 
with our siblings knowing where they started. Oh God, it's like it's it's like a little sweet reward. You yeah. know, it's almost kind of like when you think that you like you you thought that all of the fries were gone and there's like four fries at the bottom of the bag and they're still hot. Oh God. <laughs> oh. But now that I really is like, like sweet. Yeah, that yes. I want fries, but like I, I, know, I, I know. yeah, <laughs> it's like a sweet victory. It's like, oh my god, this is what I've been waiting for all my life. Yeah, so it yeah, makes, it makes a lot of the pain points like not worth it, but it makes it like you see like like you see the value of both you and them in the world. Yeah, and it, oh, like, it absolutely makes it worth it for yeah, me. It does. Like, like there's those things where is it's that like, the okay, right word? I, I guess that's what I that's what I would say honestly. Okay. I, I, I tell you, I would absolutely feel like okay, this is right. This is this was worth it. You think about and you know you hate to say it like the sacrifices you made, but there's a level of sacrifices that every household makes when they have a family member with special needs. Yeah. There's, it goes without saying. You're going like you you travel different. Um, yeah, or not at all for some people. Or, like, or not at all exactly. Yeah. Like there's so many differences or pivotings that you do that most people have never had to ever like bring as a thought in their mind. And so, yes, it's absolutely rewarding. And it absolutely just like, it's like, it's worth it. Like it was like, okay, you know, those times when I had to like, you know, where I shielded him from friends just because I didn't want them to ask questions. I remember when I first moved out of the house um, and my parents, like whenever my parents would be able to take a trip to New Orleans to visit me, and, you know, obviously it goes out saying my, you know, my brother and sister are coming. I did not want like my roommate to go to dinner with us mm. because I did not want to have that conversation with them of like, hey, is something wrong with your brother? And it's yeah. so, cause there's this thing when like, I, I, you know, it's so crazy. The first time you have a friend ask you, the first time it happened for me was when I was in middle school and I had a group, um, I had a study group when I was in the seventh grade. And one of the girls I was close to in the study group, she asked me the next day at school, she's like, you know, hey, is something wrong with your brother? I wanted to punch her. <laughs> I wanted to punch her oh, in the face. To the point where we almost, I almost was like, yeah, we shouldn't be friends. Because right, yeah. my friend would just pretend like they didn't notice anything. Like, it's just like, it was a very sensitive thing for me. And it had been for years. And at some point I had to ask myself, you know, you're not ashamed of them because I'm not, you know, but where is that sensitivity going? Because this person isn't being disrespectful. They're asking a valid question. Hey, I noticed your brother doesn't talk like everybody else. What's going on? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Cause it's, it's hard even like, what is it? Um, what I would, I remember like in middle school, that was like, you see other kids who have disabilities of various kinds. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, and it's one of those things where, like, I would watch how people would interact with them. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, if you're going to interact with them and you don't know them, like, there's no way it's going to be better than... Yes. Right? And, and I remember I used to, like, I would, you know, be very judgmental at that point in time and just be like, hey, like, you know, I... It makes... Because I would feel their pain. I feel the same pain for my sister. I feel the pain for mm -hmm. myself. And it's like, I don't... And I don't even remember what I would do at that time. Now it's much better because obviously like, we're adults and stuff. But like, of course, it's just, yeah, it's just the the, yeah, growing up with that is just it's such a hard, it's a hard place to be and like you and it's not avoidable. 
right? No. If you even if you shelter yourself, it's almost worse if you do that because then everyone's oh, like, guess. "Hey, what's like wrong with your whole family?" Not just like you know your sibling. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I I yeah. think that you know it was definitely one of those. Um, that was definitely an interesting path for me um, throughout the years of going into the different versions of Anastasia, of mm-hmm. trying to figure out, you know how to be how to be Anastasia but also be um you know what I'm saying also you know hey this is my you know what I'm saying and separating yeah those identities because the reality was my identity a lot of my identity was Anastasia the big sister provider taking care of you saying um, even in family you know functions whatever I feel that all the family getting together cousins aunties grandparents Anastasia watch your brother okay you know what i'm saying like even with that, like we're all playing but i still gotta you know yeah and, and, with, and then you know there was that you know and when we had yeah. those family functions sometimes where there was like other cousins that would come the the age groups would start to split so i'm in the age group with you know the folks that make sure that my younger sister because she because she fell into the age group oh, with them. Right. so my younger cousin mm-hmm. Um, and my little brother, my other little cousin, like, so they're close in age. They typically went to the same schools. And so essentially what happened is I started to really kind of work with my sister to mm. say like him. And that is literally, and you know, you say these things, you don't think it has to really happen. But years later, you know, um, you know, it got to the point where if someone said something about him in school, she literally would fight for him. She definitely was. She was the the warrior. She was the protector from like a physical standpoint. And I was definitely the one that like was the mental protector of like, I'm, okay, we're, we're, we're going, we're going to Cheddar's. All right, let me pull it up. All right. So I see that they got a bathroom here. If it's too noisy, I know to pull him to the fish tank and let him fixate on that. Like it's a whole thing. Yeah. And you know where to like where the you know where the chairs yes. are where his favorite food is like yeah. you have the whole like strategic thing laid out. It's a yeah. lot. Yeah, there, 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 there are. And I mean, we could go on forever, which is why that that's why we probably just do two episodes. We could just you could always come back and we could always just talk about more stuff. It's always like, it's always good. But I guess on our like ending note question type of thing, um, is there anything you would like to tell our fellow? colleagues fellow special needs siblings just like words of encouragement any yeah anything that you have to share yeah absolutely the first thing i want to tell them is that um in case no one told you you're a fucking rock star because this is not an easy job um you you're really wearing and not to sound like this this smarter you're wearing a cape you know but it's like you you know you are a really special fucking person because you made sure that there was somebody in your life that you made sure was special. And that um, that deserves a true pat on the back. And if you're just like giving, giving, giving into your sibling, making sure they're good, protecting the environment, protecting them from things, sheltering them from things, you look around and you're just like depleted. And you're in a space where mentally you'll crash. It just goes without saying. And so in order to be the best version of yourself for that person, because they do need the best version of you to show up, then you've got to always remember to find a way, find time to take care of yourself because that's so crucial and so key. And um, also, I think the the last thing I leave with is just um, don't feel guilty. Don't don't feel guilty. I know that's easier said than done. 
Um, the biggest thing that I struggled with for a long time, any type of real life-changing events, the first time I truly fell in love, I felt sad because I thought, what if my brother never falls in love, you know? And so, you know, um, just like the driving, like when my brother wanted to start driving, he's still trying. It's, it's still a journey for him. But, you know, like there was a lot of guilt for me that stemmed from making life-changing events that you just would normally just take as a regular adult thing and knowing that they can't do that yeah. i feel and guilty it's, and it's not your fault either no exactly. yeah, it's not it's not on you to fix it or feel bad like it's yes. gonna like you're gonna feel bad but just know it's not your fault like yes for it's sure not, not your fault yeah. yes yes so yes um you're awesome and thank you for doing this because yes. this is big so exciting we need a voice because like i said the siblings matter too so yes thank you thanks for listening to the special needs sibling podcast i hope you have a good time listening and feel encouraged in your own journey as a sibling to someone with special needs if you like this episode please share it with your friends and if you want to hear more stories please subscribe to the show you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts also the show can't happen without you all special needs siblings have their own unique stories, challenges, family dynamics, and lots of life to talk about and explore. This podcast is here to let you know that you're not alone and that you matter. If you would like to be on the show or just chat off the record, please contact me. My info is in the show notes. Until next time, this is the Special Needs Sibling Podcast.